do and why we don't do the things we don't do. I mean, it's so much easier when you lead with, this is what the Bible says, this is what God instructs me to do. This is why I don't do this. This is why I do do this. I mean, it's having and understanding God's Word enough that you can use that as an excuse because guess what? When you say that, then they're going to say, well, where does it say that? What does it say in the Bible? So you have to know a little bit of the Bible. You don't have to know the whole thing, but you have to know some things. I mean, know that as a Christian, all that I'm supposed to do is to glorify God in all my actions. And that's tough. But part of what we're doing here today is we're glorifying God. We didn't come here for, for retired pastor. We didn't come here for the new pastors. We didn't come here just to sing songs. We didn't come here for anybody. We didn't come here to socialize and to hang out or, or to make business deals or any of this. We came solely to glorify God. And guess what? By doing that, God blesses us. I mean, there's plenty of opportunity in each one of our lives to let God shine, to let God come forth first, to let God come forth is the reason. I mean, how many of us have trials and tribulations every week? I mean, so there's no, there's no, there's no time that you can't let God's light shine. I mean, there's all kind of opportunities. So people can look and say, well, you know, I don't know how he or she gets through this. And eventually they'll come up and say, well, how do you do it? It's because God allows me to do it. God helps me through it. How many of us have experienced that, that unmeasurable and that, that unexplainable peace that God gives us? Right? Where you can lay your head down and go to sleep. Hey, I have. Now, does it happen every night? Not every night. I mean, there's some nights I can't turn it off. My wife will tell you. I mean, I, I don't go to bed till 12, 1, 2 o'clock sometimes. And I would love to say it's because I'm sitting there reading the Bible every night to 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. But it's not. It's because I can't turn the noise off. It's because of all this stuff. But I have experienced God's peace, and I experience it quite frequently. And so that's what I search for. That's what I continue to go back for. And so then instead of focusing on my problems, I focus on what my job is. And my job is to glorify God's name and to glorify it in everything I do. Matthew 5 and 6. I believe that's right. No, that is not right. <laughs> oh, all right. Matthew 5, uh, be 13, it says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt does, <clears throat> but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall uh, it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing uh, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Verse 14 says, You are the light of the world, a uh, city that is set upon a hill. Uh, that cannot be hidden. I mean, that's what God has called us to be. It's salt of the earth. He's called us to be the light on that hill. Now, guess what happens with light sometimes? I mean, you got a switch and you flip it on, you flip it off. 
so our light never really goes out. It just gets a little dim, right? I mean, it gets hard to see sometimes. You know, you got to squint. We got a light out in the front yard. And he's like, it don't work, it don't work, it don't work, it don't work. What? Well, it really don't work that good. But, you know, when it's real dark at night and you're far off from the house, you can see it. I mean, it's just as plain as day. But when you look out the window from the front porch or in the front of the house, it's like that light ain't working. That's the way we are. It does work. You know, we may get dim from time to time. Uh, we may we may slow down. We may even get confused. We may trip up. We may fall. But again, if we're glorifying God in all we do, if we come here, we're paying attention one to another. We're talking one another. We're 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 keeping up with one another. And when my light gets dim, maybe your light's bright. And maybe when your light gets bright, it gives me some encouragement. It gives me some motivation. You know, maybe even maybe even sometimes I feel shame because I'm not as strong as what I ought to be. That I'm not letting God work in my life like I ought to let God work in my life. And maybe it takes one of y'all to get, have God working in y'all's lives to say, well, I need to step my game up. I mean, because that's what it is. Everything we do, everything we do should be about glorifying God. Pastor? A good time of worship, good word already. For for singing this morning, it is wonderful. Amen. Yeah, Ariana, she's gonna have to sing for a while because she won't be here much longer. So we don't know the exact date, but so we're taking advantage of this time while we got it. And get her mama, Gabby, is on. Hey, we all got to sing for me this week. You got to sing this week. So we'll, Jenny walked up to me today's practice and said, "You're gonna miss that, ain't you?" Yeah. Yeah, I will. So, I will. We love we love what they do. Um, thank all y'all for being here. Yeah, you know that'd be that's good. I wouldn't have anybody to preach to if y'all wasn't here this morning. So that's great. That's awesome. I'd preach to Gabby, and she she said you do that all the time. So it wouldn't be the same. Um, but uh, you know, different people out for different reasons. But I believe once we get everybody in here at one time, we'll have just about a full. A full church building. That's awesome. That's great. Um, one announcement that wasn't in the bulletin. Everybody that got a bulletin noticed you got a piece of paper that talked about t-shirts. And we mentioned this last week. We showed the t-shirt. It's hanging up back there. We really need, if you want to order one of these to have before the fall festival on the 8th over here, um, then we need the money back by next Sunday, the 25th. That's where we're going to wrap it up because... Keisha, it's going to take her a little while to get the shirts ordered and everything um, on there, and, and so there's a lot of work to do on that end. Um, so you make a check. <coughs> if you write a check, just make it out to Victory Fellowship Church, and uh, you can give cash, and you know we'll make sure that that everything's ordered and here on time for you know that Sunday before the uh, 8th of October, or the Saturday, you know before that Saturday when we have our uh, fall festival, so everybody can wear the shirt if they want to. Um, and that was the only other announcement that wasn't in the bulletin. But uh, I think that's it. So let's receive our offering this morning. Amen. Yeah.
You know, we said last week, I'll say it again this week, there is an online um, form that you can give if you want to give online and don't write checks. I know a lot of people these days don't carry cash or write checks much. Most of the kids that's in school probably don't know how to balance a checkbook. You know, they don't, don't even know how to write a check and balance a checkbook. I know my girls can't even keep up with the checkbooks as well, well as they write it. So you just look on the internet and on the app for the bank and see your, you know, amount you have and just go on. They don't, most of them, I'm sure, don't know how to, how, what a registry is in a checkbook, how to get that up there and write it in and subtract all that. Yeah, that's, that's old, old stuff. But, uh, so we do this because, right? It's not, it's not because, you know, we, we got to give into Victory Fellowship. But we're giving unto God, not to me or anybody else. Um, but as we pray this morning, J.J., that's normally here, he texts me, he said, look, I'm not backsliding, I'm going to church with his girlfriend, Stacy. I think, I think she goes out somewhere in Somerville. But he did ask for us to pray for his shoulder this morning. He's been having a lot of problems with it, and, and so we want to pray for that. Miss Pat Foster's not here. Her aunt is a uh, hostess. I called the family in. So, you know, she's 90 or so. But still, it's you still it's a hard time to lose a loved one. You know, it's never a good time to, to lose anybody. So I want to remember her family this morning. Um, I want to remember Danielle's children, um, Cameron and June. They, Cameron's been dealing with a little ear infection. That we know how little babies are with ear infections. It ain't fun. It ain't fun for them, and it ain't fun for the people watching them. That's for sure. And then June has been running a low-grade fever. And then also the last one. Um, is Jody Wynn, um, is Gabby's uncle, Gabby and Josh's uncle. He was in a motorcycle accident yesterday. A woman sideswiped him. Well, it broke his leg above his ankle in a couple places. They're going to have to do surgery this morning. So we want to remember him um, as we pray. So let's pray. We'll pray for the offering, pray for these needs, and pray for our service. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we come right now. We just love you and we praise you. We thank you for the time of worship that we've had to you. And, and God, we just... Thank you that we get to do that. We, we have that freedom and liberty to do that this morning. And we don't take it for granted, but we take advantage of those times where we get to praise your name, no matter here, wherever, wherever we're at. Father, we just thank you for it. Thank you for the word that's already come forth this morning. God, that we be who we're supposed to be, no matter where we're at, each and every day of our lives. Father, we just ask that you touch each and every one of these needs this morning. We pray for J.J., his shoulder, God. We, we pray for it a lot, but you continue to touch and heal that shoulder and bring, bring total healing to it right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. Pray for Miss Pat Foster's family, that you're with them this morning. God, just bring comfort and peace to them during this time. And, Father, we just thank you that you're working and moving in their, in their life. They look to you through this time, Father. We pray for Danielle's children, Cameron and June. You continue to touch and heal them, God, and, and bring health and healing that whole household. And we thank you for it, Father. We pray for Miss Flossie Keaton, um, a friend of Bill Dixon's. God, you touch her this morning. She's got these health issues, not doing good. Again, Father, we pray for healing this morning. We believe that you're still a God who heals, and we just fully believe that with them right now in the name of Jesus. We pray for Jody Wynn as he has his surgery this morning. Everything goes good and smooth, and Father, have a quick recovery. Now, God, as we bring our tithes and offerings to you this morning, God, you just touch and bless, and, and Father, you just uh, accept them. As, as your word says, and we just love and we praise you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all come ahead.
Amen. That's a good song. I think they're learning that. A praise and worship group's learning that. We're going to be singing that. Um, all right. Nothing else. Children can go to children's church. Amen. They have a good time back here. I know they got some crafts back here to paint up. Hope they don't paint themselves this morning. They just stay on the on the activity that's back here, not all over them. The rest of you can turn to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 3 and verse 17. That's different for 12, 12 Sundays, not in consecutive order, because we've had some other stuff going on, other people preach. But we, what did we talk about? The book of 1 John, didn't we? All five chapters, start to finish. But And this has been going over in my spirit during that time, and I thought I was going to get a break or from First John and preach this, and you know, I just felt God say, "No, we're going to stick to this, and we'll worry about the other later." But it's still been going over in my spirit um, and my heart these past few weeks. This, especially this this passage right here, and we're going to get into a lot, and and we're not going to do it all today. But about the Holy Spirit and about the Holy Ghost, as people call it. And, you know, if you don't watch it in Pentecostal circles or non-denominational or whatever, we think of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. You know, we, we look back and, you know, we've had times like that here. And I believe God moves, God works, and people's lives are a lot different. And, and so, but we've had times where people, you know, have gave a prophetic tongue and, 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 and the Holy Ghost and somebody's interpreted it or, you know, just the Spirit of God move, and you can feel it in your heart and in your life, and you know He's moving. And, and we're going to get into those things and get into, um, as we go along, get into the, the gifts of the Spirit because there's different gifts that go along with it. And then there's fruits. We all, we all know Galatians chapter 5 where it talks about the uh, fruit of the flesh and then the fruit of the Spirit. We'll talk about all those things over the next few weeks and, and just bring out some things. And my interpretation of it or what I feel may be different some of yours. If so, then we can talk about it afterwards. You can tell me I'm wrong. I, I don't care. You know, I'm not here to debate the Word of God. Because at the end of the day, being filled with the Holy Ghost, or, you know, the extra baptism people talk about in the Holy Ghost, which I believe that the Holy Spirit's real and true and evident in our lives when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Right? And, you know, all those things... Not speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, all that will not get you into heaven. That's, that's just bottom line. You know, you can, we, people preach that, people do that and say that, and, you know, according to the Bible, they're wrong. There's nothing in here that tells me the only thing that keeps people out of heaven is not having Jesus as Lord of their life. That's it. No matter how good you are, you can give a million dollars a day to the homeless, do whatever, help somebody across the road, you've done your good deed for the day. You're just a good overall person. But without you knowing that Jesus is Lord of your life, you will still die and go to hell with the worst sinner out there. That's, that's the Word of God. And, you know, we, we, we said this before. We think of God as a loving God, and He's supposed to be loving and, you know, not reject anybody and not judge anybody because love don't judge. But that's the Word of God, and that's what it says. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, He says, Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So, you know... When we see the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, they're all talking about the same thing. Because the Holy Spirit is not an it. It's not a ghost that flies around in and out. He's part of the Godhead Trinity, right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're three in one. He has the same power as God and the same power as Jesus. 
But what did Jesus send the Holy Spirit for? He sent Him for us as a comforter, right? To lead and guide us in all truths. And we're going to learn more about that. And, and to convict us of sins. I didn't put this up there, but in John chapter 16 and verse 8, let me read that real quick. I did not add this verse to the, uh, to the list, but let's read it. John 16, 8. He says, And when He has come, the Holy Spirit, that's who he's talking, Jesus is talking about, His disciples, He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So that's His duty in our lives, to convict us of our sin. If you know something you're doing wrong, and you feel a conviction, you feel just like, ah, shouldn't have done that. That's conviction of the Holy Spirit in your life. And that leads you to repentance, not condemnation. People get conviction and condemnation confused. Condemnation is of the devil. Well, he says, you are, you're scum of the earth, you're wrong, you knew you shouldn't have done that, and you did, God will never forgive you. All this kind of stuff that we think in our mind, because we've sinned and done different than what God's told us to do, then we, we confuse that with conviction. Sure, people will ask forgiveness for those things, but only because they feel scared or threatened by God that He's going to do something. It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Not God sitting there and just pounding you day after day in your mind saying how bad and worthless you are because if you're saved especially, He sees you as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is what, is what the Word of God says. So, you know, that's, that's, He come to uh, convict us in the world of our sins. That's how each and every one of us came to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. The Holy, the Holy Spirit convicted us of those things. Say, you need to change. You need to ask God into your life. You need to say this prayer. You need to go down to the altar. You need to call somebody. And, not, and stop living the life that, that you're living. And so there's, that's why Jesus talks about the, you know, the road to hell is, is, is wide, right? But the road to heaven we know is narrow because many people are still going to hell. They, they want to go to that road that's easiest and the funnest, they think, instead of following God and what He's told us to do. But if we don't watch it also, when we come in here, you know, I ask the Holy Spirit to move in my life, especially when I'm up here, but every day to use me, and to use each and every one of you. When I'm in here praying, I pray, Holy Spirit, you move and touch in every life that comes through those doors this morning, that they leave changed and won't keep doing the same things that they were doing, that, that you move and work. That, and not only that, but we have to allow Him to work in our life. We have to allow Him to. He wants to. He wants to work in our life and move. But if we don't watch it, we'll, we'll box Him in like these four walls. And we'll keep Him here. And the only time we let the Holy Spirit move in our life is when we're here. And that's great. But that's not where it's, that's not where it's, it's not what it's about. Because out there is where more people need to see the Holy Spirit move and work in our life. So we can be a witness to those out there. And sure, you do it in here and the Holy Spirit moves in your life. And, you know, and, and like I said, it's not about giving a word in tongues or prophetic word, that's not all the Holy Spirit moving. The Holy Spirit moving, convicting of sins. Here at the altar, hey, I need help with this. I need prayer. I need you to help me with this. Building each other up. You know, lifting somebody else up. That's the Holy Spirit moving and working in your life. And we, we contain it to here in this time. We have a time of praise and worship. Most of the time, our songs, we have four songs that we sing. And, and we say, Holy Spirit, move in our time of praise and worship. Sure, we want that. We want that. But we confine it to a time where we sing two fast songs and two slow songs. And if we don't watch it, we're just working on somebody's emotions. 
And while the Holy Spirit brings emotions with it, sure, y'all see me up here plenty. When the Holy Spirit's moving and working in my life, it brings tears. And it's not because I don't want Him there. It's just that peace, and then that's what it produces out. But it's not about me coming and blowing on somebody and then me falling and slain in the Spirit either. Because a lot of times we don't watch it in our Pentecostal life, charismatic life, and things like that have happened here. But it can also bring confusion to people that don't understand what's going on. And, you know, we've had people here at this church that's left and not come back because they were confused. Sure, if they were to come back, maybe they would have learned some more about it. But they didn't. And, and I'm not saying those things are dead. I'm not saying those things are gone. But those things do not have to happen for the Holy Spirit to move and work in your life. Okay? Those, those do not have to happen. But we have freedom to worship here like nowhere else. In this church, we're allowed by our nation and our government to come to church, worship, and praise God, and, and spend this time in the Word, you know, listening and, and learning about God and about different things and about the Holy Spirit. Learning about those things. But when we get out of here, it's something we just can't express it the same way, it don't seem like. We don't want to express it the same way because we feel like we don't have freedom. Well, if the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty, if it's just here, then we've got a warped concept of what the Spirit of the Lord and liberty is. In John chapter 8 and verse 36, I think that was the next verse, wasn't it? Hey, verse 31. I'm trying to stay on track this morning, Cole. Will you keep up with me? In verse 31 of John chapter 8, Jesus is talking to a group of Jews. And so, He said to those Jews who believed in Him, If you abide in My Word, you are My disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you what? Free. Truth shall make you free. And they answered Him, Why, why are we Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone? How can you say we'll be made free? So Jesus answered them, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. You're a slave to something, right? In this world, you're a slave to sin, and I'm not, I don't want to use the term slave to God, but you're, you're obeying God, okay? Jesus said you can't serve God in manna. You can't serve God in this world. You can't sin like you want to sin and still serve God like you're supposed to serve God. Those things can't intertwine. They don't work that way. It's like oil and water. It, it don't mix. And so... And most shall I say to you, whoever commits a sin is a slave to sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever. But a son, a daughter, a child of that person, of God. Because what did Paul say in Romans? He says we're heirs of, heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So we're not just a slave. We're not just brought in as hired help. Now we're children of God. So that, slaves don't have much freedom, do they? In the confines of where they're a slave at, when we look in the old days of how a slave was, they had a little freedom there. But they were told what to do all the time. They didn't have much freedom. And so when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we were free, as Romans 8, 1 says, from the law of sin and death. We were free from this world's aspect, from the stronghold that Satan had on you in your life. When you said, God, be Lord of my life, forgive me my sins, you were made free of those things. Free. So we're free in the liberty because God is a spirit and where, there, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty. So he says, the Son is not abide forever. Therefore, if the Son makes you 
free, you're what indeed? Free indeed, right? Free. So if the Son, Jesus, made you free from everything in this world system, the stronghold of Satan, and, and people still say, well, st- well, why did bad things happen? Why did this happen? Why did that happen? Because we live in a fallen creation. I'll say it once. I'll say it a lot. I'll say it all the time. We live in a fallen world ruled by Satan. The only reason we ever go back to bondage is because we put the chains back on. Come on. Y'all know it's true. The only reason you ever commit that sin again is, is because you, you're flesh and you wanted to. We can blame it on Satan all day long. But since we have power over Satan, it really wasn't his fault. He's just doing what he was going to do. He was going to tempt us. It's our decision whether we fall back into that or not, whether we clamp, you know, clamp our wrists or our, or our ankles with those chains to where we don't feel like we can move. And God's there to break them for us all the time. We sing, we sing a song, break every chain, right? We've heard that. Break every chain. Every chain. God wants to break every chain and stronghold on your life, spiritually speaking, physically speaking. He wants, he wants His children not to deal with depression, not to deal with anxiety, not to deal with divorce, not to deal with hate, not to deal with all these things. He wants that in your life. But the only way you're, you're going to get to that point is if you let Him break those things off and you stay right there with Him. That's the only way. So we live in a nation where we're free to express our beliefs. Free to, right? Freedom of speech. Freedom of religion. It's in our Constitution. And, you know, and they're trying to make that less and less, especially in the Christian world. To where every other religion that believes in a God that's not alive, that believes in a God that's still buried in the ground, that, that's whatever they believe in, to where they can express themselves more freely than us that believe in a risen Savior can. Why? Because the other religions don't bring conviction. They bring that condemnation because they have to do things for that religion, for whatever else, for them to feel accepted. When we know that our Savior died for us, so we didn't have to do anything but accept His love in our life. But yet, you know, our government trying and trying to to make that not be as accessible. If we don't watch it, and, and we don't get to that point today, in these days, as we go on. But we're free to show the love of Christ in front of our lives to others. I'm free tomorrow to go to work and carry my Bible into work if I want to, put it on my desk, open it up and read it. I'm free to do that. Now in this nation, sure, the, the Muslim or whoever, I used to work at a, a place in Birmingham where there was people from all over the world there. And I walked by this place one day and it was whatever time they do it. And a guy walked in this little room with windows on it, set his cloth down, and, and bowed and prayed to his God. Did I like it? No. But I'm not, I can't go out. God doesn't tell me to go bash them for what they believe in, does he? Well, even though we want to, we want everybody that's not believing in the Lord Jesus to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, don't we? And we want all these things, but yet, if we don't watch it, we're getting hate. Me and a guy at a missions conference the other night were talking, you know, about Republicans and Democrats. That's the big thing. If we don't watch it, we'll make them a religion. Because us in the South, conservative South, if you're not Democrat, then you're not a Christian. That's the way we look at it. And we'll dog the Democrats. We'll dog our president. Going against the Word of God and what it says to pray for those that are in authority over you. But even though we don't like it, sure, it's, it's fine. We can still speak up against it, but we've got to watch how we do it. That stupid old president up there. 
Stuff, stuff, stuff like that. And then you got the other side that's in the South, the old Democrats that hardcore, you know, don't see anything else. People driving up to church parking lots with, you know, an expletive with Trump's name on it. All that kind of stuff. Posting all kinds of stuff all over the Internet and Facebook on both sides. On both sides. We had the freedom to do that. And as part of that freedom, and then we get more involved in those things and then the freedom we have through Christ Jesus and through what we're given through the Word of God to where we're bound down by all the other stuff. And, and so then we start believing the lies of the devil. Because there's not, not a one of us in here that God has not said. If you're, if you're a Christian, God has said, hey, I need you to go witness to them. Right? So one thing, what's the first line that I know? This is just me, okay? It's not the time or place for that. Everybody ever said that? No, it's not. You know, we do it another time. There's too many people around right now. I don't want to point them out. I don't want to call them out. I'll do it next time I see them. I'll invite them to church next time. I ask them, you know, how they're doing next time. Or you say, well, they know what I've done, and I, I'm not good enough to go ask them you know, or witness to them because they've seen where I've been. Or I said this the other day in front of them, so they're not going to believe me. Nobody else besides me has ever thought those things when they, when they felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit to witness to somebody. Great. Y'all tell me how y'all do it and not, not tend to shy away from it when, when you're doing anything. So those are just lies of the devil that he feeds to us because he don't want us to realize the liberty and the freedom we have through the Holy Spirit working and moving in our life. Because... With those things, and we say we don't know what to say or what to do, we'll bring, the Holy Spirit does bring boldness to us, doesn't it? Boldness. And in this country, like I said, we're free. Me and Mom and Daddy was at a missions conference at Speak Christian Fellowship last Friday night. And these different ones got up, missionaries from all over the world, and talked about where they're at and the needs that they have. And, you know, we support, I hope you know, and if you don't, I'll tell you if you wasn't sure, we support missionaries in Chile, Mexico, to the American Indians out in the Midwest or out in the West, Southwest, um, to uh, Pakistan, let's see, to Hungary, ain't that where uh, Mary, Austria, to Austria, and, and Cuba, yeah, and Cuba. And so we support missionaries all over. So when you give and your check goes into Victor Fellowship Church, it don't just sit in a bank account so we can say how much money we have. We put out. And I told someone the other night, I said, as we grow in church and our numbers and the more finances that come in, my goal is to see that, you know, increase of what we send out to these people because, you know, it convicted me. I, I hold back here in a free nation. And they go to other parts of the world where in, in some parts they can be killed for what they believe in? Like, what are you doing? What are we doing? We take for granted our freedom. You know, talking to uh, a guy in, that's a missionary to uh, Ukraine and some other parts over in that area. And when he was talking, it just it spoke to my spirit. And, and when he was up there, you know, telling about what they do and what's going on over there, and, and, you know, he said that with everything going on in Ukraine, because if you watch the news, there's nothing about the war in Ukraine anymore, is there? Nothing. 
You don't hear anything. They don't say much about it, but it's still going on. Numerous times a day, all these people over there that are still there, sirens are going off for bomb raids. Sirens all day, all times of the day and night, sirens are going off. We've never experienced that. We never, we, and most of us probably never will in this country. And I pray we never do, but we could get to that point. But, so we don't know how that is. But he said the pastors over there at, the, at these churches, some of them are feeding up to a thousand people a day. A day. That coming in and trying to find sanctuary. And he said these pastors are reporting back to them that the people come in with just a look of hopelessness. Hopelessness. Like, I don't know what to do. They're, you know, I'm tired of this. You know, I want this to end. I don't know where to turn. And then they see the, the eyes of these pastors. And the pastors are trying to comfort them. And they say, are you not worried about this? And they say, this is not where my peace lies. This is, you know, if something happens to me here, I know where I'm going. And so they see the true peace through these pastors over there. And they're able to minister to them and able to help them know and understand and opens up the door to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior and know that true peace in their life. And, and then we here are, are hard-pressed to say anything to anybody knowing we have freedom in the Spirit and freedom in this country about what they're doing wrong. We talked last week about calling those out that are sinners, especially if they're brothers and sisters in Christ, and, hey, you're wrong. And we don't want to do that, but that's part of that freedom that we have and the liberty we have through the Spirit of God. And, and so we hear all this other stuff and all these things going on around the world. And... We, we can't get a building for it. Pat talked about the other churches. It's six or seven of them in a stone's throw in their heart. None of them are full this morning either. Why? Because just as free as people are to live by God's way and obey His way, they're still just as free in this country to live any other way they want to because He gave all of us a free will. All of us. But if they don't ever hear it, and you say, well, surely people, everybody in America has heard about the gospel. Not everybody in America gets witness to about the gospel. I'm sorry. They may hear something passing on the radio, but there's still people that somebody has not come up to them and said, hey, have you made Jesus Lord of your life? Because we, especially in the South, you know, we, we get, you know, in our Bible Belt, everybody should have heard about it, and they should because, like we said, there's a church literally nearly on every corner of every town around. All preaching. I prayed this morning for the Spirit of God not only to move in Victory Fellowship, but every church around that are meeting in His name. Because it's just not, you know, we're, we're not just sole owners of, the, of this Holy Spirit, right? We need it to move all around. Why? So we can be the body of Christ as He's called us to be. So we're going to start supporting a missionary and sending him a monthly gift like we do these others that's in Ukraine. Why? So we can say, oh, we help the war efforts in Ukraine. No, so we can help people know God as their Lord and Savior. So we, they can get the stuff out in Russian that they need to and these other languages that they need to so people can have devotions. They can have Bibles. They can have all these things where we take for granted because we've got it so readily handy right here and these other people don't. That's why we give. That's why we give out to other ministries. That's why we do these things. So... Like I said, the Holy Spirit will give us boldness. And He's gave each and every one of them boldness to do what they're doing. Missionaries, you know, to go to another country where you don't know anybody. And you start proclaiming. You start, you start proclaiming the Word of God. You start teaching. You start bringing people in and start building churches and have meeting in houses and all these things. 
We wouldn't know what to do, where to start, or how to do anything, and neither did they. They were led by the Holy Spirit. They were led by the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist preached that he would baptize, that, that the Holy Spirit would baptize with fire, right? Or Jesus would baptize the Holy Spirit in fire. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, Jesus, we know, is um, coming to get baptized. John's prophesying about him. And in chapter 3, verse 11, he says, I, John's talking about, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me, Jesus, is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Holy Spirit and fire. And so, when we see fire, what do we think? We think of something bold, don't we? Because we can see that flame. We can see it working and moving and burning whatever it's consuming up, don't we? So with, with the Holy Spirit, we can think of fire. We can think of boldness in our life. So if we don't know the words to say or how to say them, then the, what we do with Holy Spirit, give me the words to say. I don't want to come up here without the Holy Spirit giving me the words to say. Not just to Mark Carroll. Not just what I've learned in church for 43 years under David Carroll as pastor. That's not what it's about. It's about the Holy Spirit saying what He wants through me to get into your hearts and minds to where you can go say it to somebody else. I'm not up here just to preach. I'm up here so you know the Word of God and so you can take it out and so we all can live like God wants us to live. So think of that boldness will come. We ask Him for it. Paul had a boldness to speak wherever and whenever. Whatever he was doing, wherever he was at, he had boldness to speak, didn't he? What gave him that boldness? Who gave him that boldness? The Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit gave him that boldness to where he could speak and no matter what situation he's in, he could speak and call on the name of God and, and God would do and God would work in whatever situation he was in. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, Paul's talking about not being ashamed of the gospel. Not ashamed of it. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed. How many in here this morning is not ashamed of the gospel of Christ? Amen? You're not ashamed. What does not being ashamed mean? If you're ashamed of something you've done in your life, do you talk about it? You don't want to talk about it, do you? But what we're proud of, we talk about. We want others to know. And, and so if we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, then we shouldn't be scared to talk about it wherever we're at. Not just here at church on Sunday mornings or Wednesday night during our class. Every day of the week. He says, For it's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jew and also the Greek, or the Gentiles. So it's for us. It's not just for the Jews. It's, it's for us also because we were Gentiles, but now we're one with them. We're one with God and we're one with Christ. So we can experience freedom in whatever time you're going through, whatever hardship you're going through, and in whatever hard time in your life. How? You don't, you, don't think you're, you don't think you're experiencing that when, when hard times come, do you? You think you can't see a way out. Well, the Holy Spirit will show you how to get out of those things. will show you where to look in this Word of God. When you ask Him, 
You've got to ask Him. You've got to say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me what to do and what to say and how to say it and, and where I need to go next and what I need to say next. And stop worrying about your own emotions, your own feelings, your own thoughts of what you're going to say to them, what you're going to do, how you're going to react when these things happen. And rely on the Holy Spirit of God to show you these things. When Jesus was in the wilderness, in Matthew chapter 4, you can turn there real quick. Start in verse 1. Who led Jesus into the wilderness? The Spirit of the Lord. The Holy Spirit, right? Led Him into the wilderness. Why did He lead Him into the wilderness? Anybody know? To be tempted. To be tempted. Why did He need to be tempted? Because he needed to know what Jesus needed to know what it was like to be a man of God and to be tempted, as, as, as the writer of Hebrews says, he was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. So Jesus was led by the Spirit to be tempted by of the devil. It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted for forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. And went now. Now why? Now the tempter came. Why did the tempter come after 40 days? Because he was physically weak. Most of us, when we're physically weak, we're spiritually weak. In, in today's time. Jesus, and Satan thought he was, but Jesus was not. He was physically weak, but he was so strong in the Lord and strong in the Spirit of God and what God had told him to do. He knew exactly what to say and what to do. Jesus didn't fret. It didn't say he went over and hid in a corner for a while and waited on Jesus, waited on the Holy Spirit to show him what to say. He said, when that, and when he had come, he, he first temptation. If you are the Son of God, command these stones to bread. Jesus knew what to say because the Holy Spirit gave him power to say what he needed to say when the time come was to say it. And so he just went back at the devil with the Word of God and said, look, I'm not... I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to listen to your temptation. I'm not going to fall for your tricks and your schemes. I'm going to listen to the voice of God and the Holy Spirit work in my life. And here's what God said to say back to you. Jesus knew what to say because the Holy Spirit gave him those things. Jesus never once, during that time that we read, ever got scared, ever got nervous, ever wondered if he was saved, ever worried about any other thing. You say, because he was Jesus. But yes, we forget Jesus was just as much man on this earth just as me and you are. Well, he still bled. He still felt things. But he was just as much God as God is. But he still felt everything that man feels, every temptation, every pain, every problem, every trial. He still felt and dealt with those things. But he was able to get through them. And this is what this is, is a road map for us how to get through them. When those times comes, we look to the Word of God and ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct our hearts and our minds, our words, our thoughts, our actions to where we can see what God truly wants to do in our life. It didn't say when we get a hard time, we just get over in the corner in the fetal position and lay down and hope that God brings us through it. That's what we want to do because most of us don't like to deal with hard times. We don't like to deal with confrontations. We don't like to deal with fights and problems and all these other things. We don't want to deal with those things. So we'll just lay low hoping that one day they'll finally go away. Most of the time they keep building and building and building and building until they get to a point to where you can't handle it, you don't know where to turn, so you turn to drugs, alcohol, whatever else it is in this world to get your mind off those things to where you don't think about it. That's where we don't need to get, especially in the body of Christ. We need to get away from those things 
and those kind of thoughts to where we can, we can get away from them. only way we need to get away from them is through the Holy Spirit, through God working in our life. When Paul, and we talked about Paul a lot, we're going to talk about him more because he used the Holy Spirit a lot of times in his writings, mentioning the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord. He uses those references and talks about it and the gifts of the Spirit and, and the fruit of the Spirit is all Paul written in, in his books that he wrote, that he writ. And so, in Acts chapter 16, and verse 25, we all know this passage, you should. Most of you, if you've been in church for any time, have probably heard it, read it, something. But if you hadn't, it's a good one. You need to read chapter 16 of Acts. Listen to what Paul went through. And him and Silas, they were preaching and got, got put into prison, in that innermost part of the prison, to where they were chained, and, and I'm sure they were beaten, and, and you know, just, just all kind of desolate areas around. It's not like they could see outside. They couldn't, they didn't have a window to look out. They were in the, in the inner chamber of the prison. So they had a guard there watching them all the time. <laughs> but he said at midnight, at midnight, how many know that at midnight it's not the end of the night, Right? Midnight brings another day. Come on, midnight brings another day. 12.01 starts tomorrow. And tomorrow can be a day different than today. Why? Because we made it through midnight of the night of the day and we can see tomorrow and we know that God, if He didn't move today in my life in this situation, He can move tomorrow in my situation. And if He didn't move the, the next day, He can move the next day. That's called faith. That's called believing in God no matter what's going on. And that's what Paul and Silas done. He said at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. In their hardest time, and you know, in the middle of whatever was going on, he knew to look to God, and the Holy Spirit showed him, "Hey, start singing, start praising." Somebody will hear me. It don't matter. Start singing and start praising. You say, "Well, I'm supposed to do that wherever I'm at." If the Holy Spirit leads you to, yes, do that wherever you're at. Maybe you need a little shout time in your life. You know, we get frustrated a lot of times. We go to somewhere and we'll just holler out, don't we? And it just feels good sometimes just to holler. And we felt like we let out a lot of frustration. What if we directed that toward praising God through our, through our time of hardship and trouble, through our circumstances, through those things, and we continue to praise God no matter what's going on in our life? The only way we can do that is by listening to the direction of the Holy Spirit of God working in us and through us. And so it goes on to say, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so the foundations of prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and every chain was loosed, every chain was broken. Why? Because they praised at midnight. Because they praised when it looked like the darkest hour that they could ever go through. They didn't, they didn't turn and think, oh my goodness, we'll never get out of here. I guess we'll just die in this prison. I guess I'll just die in this situation. I guess things will never get better in my life. My kids they're never going to know God. They're never going to come back. Look at what they're, look at what they're posting. Look at what they're doing. And, and you say, well, this person, family member, whatever it is, we get to this point to where we're just tired. We feel like we're tired of praying. You don't think Paul and Silas were tired of being beat at that point? I'm sure physically they was. But they, then they knew what they heard about Jesus, how He died that awful death. For them, so they proclaimed that to all the others, no matter what the circumstance or situation was, they continued to pray and sing hymns to God. Sing hymns to Him, praying at midnight. 
praying when the hard time is and, and when, when things don't look the greatest in our life, still continue to pray. Still continue to praise God. And what, what happened? We, all, we know the rest of the story. If you don't, I'll, I'll give you just an just a, uh, overview of it. The rest of the story is they got out of there. The walls fell. The, the guard that was watching them took his sword and was going to kill them. Like, no, 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 don't do that. It was our God that done this. And he said, I want to know your God. So the guard took him to their house. And hit that, and that, that night, him and his whole family was saved that night. Why? Because Paul and Silas stayed obedient through the darkest times. Through the hardest times, they stayed obedient. So no matter how dark the night is, it's still daytime today, isn't it? Sun's coming out the next day. Even if it's cloudy, the sun's always above the clouds. So the sun's always out. So don't, don't give up just because times are hard. The only way you can try find true peace, true freedom, true liberty, first off, is to give your life to God. That's the only way. And then, once Jesus is Lord of your life, that's when that comforter comes. That's when that Holy Spirit's at work in your life. And you can tap into that also, into that power and boldness that He brings to you in your life. And, and you, can, you can do and say the things that you need to because of that power. So that's the only way we've got to give our hearts to God. Like the sign says, like Mama put up on the sign, give all, not some of your heart to God, right? All of it. He's a jealous God. He wants everything, all about us. He don't want half of us, three quarters, seven eighths, fifteen sixteenths. He wants all of us. So if you're here this morning and you've not given your life completely to God, say it again, today is the day of salvation. Today is. Why wait? Why wait? If you're going through a hard time in your life, then today is the day you keep praying. Today is the day you keep praising God. You keep singing those songs. You put some, put some worship music on the radio instead of all that country crap that goes on and all the garbage that goes along with it and oh, poor pitiful me and everything's whatever. Listen to something good. Put, find some ministers on, on podcasts and on YouTube or whatever, and put something on that can edify Christ in your life instead of you edifying your flesh. Try that for a while and see if situations don't change. And they're going to change. They're going to change for the better if you do what the Word of God says, if you allow yourself to be used by the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. Y'all stand this morning. you need prayer for any area in your life, whatever it is, salvation, you need to rededicate your life. You need, you need prayer for healing. We'll anoint you with oil just like the Word of God says and we'll pray that God heals and, and delivers you out of whatever is going on in your life. But don't let, don't let this time get away to where you just brush away those things again. You're being convicted and you know you're convicted and you know you need to change and you keep pushing those things away. Don't do that. Don't do that. We were warned about that last week. Stop parting your heart to what God has for you. Let Him move and work in your life and change your situation. Amen. As the music plays, y'all search your hearts this morning.